Yeah, though though here and they 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 look almost the same. You just have to look on the on the little label. They do have compostable bags. They almost look, but they look like plastic bags, but they're not. But because they, they're com compostable, so hmm. Okay. Well, you know what doesn't look like plastic bags is episode 29 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast airing August 7th, 2022. I wrote that date down without actually looking at the calendar, so I hope I did my math right. I can add two to five, right? Anyway, um, <laughs> this is, uh, this is uh, like I said, episode 29 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. I'm blind and I'm hosting, and I'm joined by 2D Kiri. How are you today? I'm, I'm very hot because there's still a heat wave, but give it a couple more hours and it's going to cool down, hopefully. Hopefully sooner rather than later. FG is also mm. here. How are you? I'm here too. Yeah, I'm back. Like I was gone for part of the day because I had a power cut, so I couldn't be on the internet. Uh, and I had um, an, a free afternoon uh, that I didn't want to have free. But yeah, power cut. What can a you do? Ages ago, I stumbled upon a parody of like I've Got the Power, that song, except it's Who Cut the Power? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I See, like, because I live on a, you know, we're surrounded by construction sites. Sometimes it is actually the builders hitting the power line and then it's just, you know, oopsie. But uh, this time apparently it wasn't that. It was apparently a, a bigger power cut in the area. So I assume like a substation had a, had an oopsie or something like that. Hmm. Um, and how are you blind? I'm okay. Um, it's, I, we're also kind of in this like tail end of the heat wave sort of because we, we got hit with the heat wave really bad last week the one that hit like eastern u.s real heavily about two weeks ago and that kind of like flooded over here today's a little bit cooler because yesterday was really cool yesterday we had like it was like 17 c and rain it was lovely um, oh. but it's back up till it's almost 30 outside again and it's 10 30 in the morning so like it didn't last long but it was nice to have one day of rain that's good yeah, that sounds good yeah it's half past seven and it's still 35 celsius outside yeah, I think our hottest bad. day hit 36 at noon. Mm. But I went swimming yeah. today to my grandparents. That was really nice. Oh, yeah, nice. We we got lucky this time around. We've been spared so far. It's going to get up. It's going to get warmer next week, but nothing. I think 30 is the highest. That's what we're going to have. Oh, no, no, never mind. It's 31. It's climbing up there. Yeah, so, today's supposed ooh, to hit yeah. 32. It's supposed to just be like 32 all day today. Tomorrow's supposed to be 29, which I'm going on a hike tomorrow, so that'll be nice. And then it's like 32, 34, and then it kind of mellows out after that but because the rain mm. seems to come back. But yeah, I don't know. Everybody keeps talking about all these thunderstorms they keep getting, and it's like we get maybe a thunderstorm a year here, whereas everywhere that's flat, it's like, yeah, we get like 90 thunderstorms a summer or whatever. Um <laughs> Like I, I have a friend oh. in Saskatchewan, and he's just like, "Yeah, we're on the like the fifteenth thunderstorm this year already," and it's like, "Huh? <laughs> I don't think I can't remember the last time there was a thunderstorm here." Like genuinely, oh. maybe the odd yeah. thunderclap. The thing is here, the thing with us, the problem is, our July was insanely dry, like. Mm insanely dry mm, and um there are there are there are so many issues like we had like the south of england had um the majority of the area in the entire month of july had like between zero to 25 millimeters of rain 
which is like nothing. This is the UK, you know? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's yeah, and uh, yeah, they're they're now um, there's like uh, uh, like hosepipe bans in certain counties and all that sort of stuff already coming into effect. So you can't water your garden and that sort of stuff because. You know, water shortage and that sort of stuff. So we had the exact opposite here. Like, basically up until mid-June, we had maybe the rainiest summer I can, or like the rainiest like spring I can remember since moving to this part of town. Where where I used to live, like higher up on the hill, we used to get rain like, like nine months of the year. So like that made sense. But where I live right here, we we had a weirdly wet spring and then into early summer. But when we got hit by the heat wave, we got a lot of new high scores because of all of that water that's still, like, up the mountains. And, like, the mountains still have snow on them, which is weird. They That should be gone by now. Um, and on Wednesday this week, it wasn't particularly hot on Wednesday. It was, like, I think we peaked at 30 during the day, and it went down pretty quickly. But I couldn't sleep at all Tuesday into Wednesday. And I was like, why can't I sleep? And I... It's not even that hot outside because like that that night it was pretty okay in the evening. It was like in the mid twenties, but it was doable. And then the next day, I I see this article pops up on my phone and it's just like new high score. Uh, we had the highest recorded humidity ever recorded in the Fraser Valley, uh, the Greater Vancouver area, which was ninety two percent humidity. Ugh. Literally never had that ever. Oh so. god, that's horrible. Yeah, we had, we didn't have a heat wave. Like it was like twenty five C max. Right, like earlier this this week, like twenty five C during the day, which is it's warm, but it's not like you it's know, okay. it's fine, you know, it's, it's normal summer temperature. But at night, it didn't go below twenty one degrees Celsius mm-hmm. at like eighty plus humidity. Oof. I like, I love this conversation gross. because somewhere listening to this is a very confused American going, "Okay, quick maths." <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know that's true. Yep. Yep. We, we can talk about games instead. Uh, potentially, uh, we can talk about a game jam. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's like it's when you take video games and blackberries and strawberries and some sugar and you mash them up in a bowl and then you put them in jars and it's, it preserves itself. And they uh, play deliciously. Yeah, it's great with yeah. Monopoly money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only good use for Monopoly pieces. But uh, we hosted a game jam, uh, which wrapped we up did. last week. And. Uh, not all of us have touched the games yet, but what I can say is I think it went well. Yeah. I think it went great. I'm surprised like, by how many submissions we got. True. It was something like just, 30 potential participants and then eight submissions that we ended up getting. I know some people had to drop out halfway through, but like, I'm very happy with the whole thing. Absolutely. That is a just third. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Go. It's all good. It's just the reception from from people. Like we've been following the Discord channel, the Game Jam Discord channel, and people were really excited about it. And just not just the people who were actually participating, but also other people just wanting to know what everybody comes up with, and also trying to the games then and rating and stuff. Like I think reception was really good. Yeah, agreed. Yep. It's. I, I think it's definitely an event that we're gonna need to host again. Um, yeah. Like I think that this is just gonna become a thing. As for when we do the next one, I would guess sometime either in the fall or winter. But we need to figure out a date and time that kind of works for a lot of people, which is very tricky when you're just kind of working with 
a rather large potential portion size of people, right? <laughs> yeah, true. And yep. I had a lot of people from my community, well, not a lot, but you know, there, there were people who voiced that they would have loved to join, but that weekend didn't work for them. Mm -hmm. And they would really like us to host another one. It's yeah. also like summer too, right? So a lot of people are on vacations. Not everybody's at home. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly that too. And next time, if we can, I think if we can announce it also a little bit earlier, people have more time to prepare and make time in their schedule. Potentially, and then yeah. hopefully, yeah, like like not like like you know, I'm not saying like it's announced six months in advance, but like six weeks maybe instead of four or something like that. That can that can definitely yeah um, help with that. I mean, like, at the time of recording, there's 57 ratings on eight entries, which I think is, like, I'm Fantastic. very impressed by yeah. that. That's, that's a lot of ratings. Um, yeah, so. and people are, like, writing, like, super thought-out comments on each game and all that sort of stuff. is really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've I've tested all of the games, and I know that they all work on my computer. That's that's the extent of what I've done. But, yeah, reading through the comment sections has been quite fun as well. Yeah, I love how, like, supportive and, like, you know, how, how good, like, the feedback is and, like, constructive criticism. Like, it feels like people are coming together and, like, they're they're actually, like, sort of cherishing these, these games and, and uh, what people have come up with and all that sort of stuff. It's really cool. Absolutely. I think. I had a great the time with it. Dare, dare I ask you, did you have a favorite? Of all that you played or do you not want to say because that's also okay <laughs> i mean how does the rating work because i rate it do people see what i rate it with how many stars no. is it okay it, it so goes I don't into have the to overall say. star rating which yeah. is public yeah, okay. once you rate it so once you leave a rating then you can see the overall rating Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to say it's fine. I no, was no, just no, putting totally you on the spot. I, I was just curious about it. <laughs> uh, I I have two favorites actually. Okay. One of them is the alarm clock, the mm. getting over it clone with the uh the the chicken. What's the male chicken again? Is it just a clock? The rooster. What's that? The rooster. The rooster. Right, that's the word. Thank or, you. Or or the other word. Like jump king. More yeah, than but like that's, we don't want to. You know. The one that rhymes with uh, sock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is Good Morning, which is that, you know, Game Boy looking game where you have to stress in the morning to get ready and drink a coffee mm. and get your breakfast and, and shower and rush out the door. And I had a lot of fun with that because I like that stressful is... games and I like yeah. the art style. And it's just, it was good. Yeah, the art on, on that one is amazing. So those are my favorites. Gamified I... stress in the morning. Yes, not saying the <laughs> yeah. others were bad, by the way. Just yeah, no, 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 but like, yeah. No, I had, I uh, I, I um, took uh, a lot of pleasure watching Jess uh, try to get her rooster to the top of the barn yesterday, for sure. Yeah. Like, did she do it? good. She did do it, yeah. She did awesome. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't want to spend more time on it. So I, I didn't quite manage it, but it was a lot of fun. I'm going to think... try and play all of them on Tuesday. So I'm going to see mm. if I can finish it on Tuesday when I do that. But you can I only think... submit submit your ratings until tomorrow. So by, yeah, by the I time know. people listen to this, it's already too late. Yeah, so yep. I, I will be going through and playing them on like off stream today. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah, looking at them all. Mm. Um, and then on Tuesday, I'm going to try and play them. Because mm, they'll, yeah. they'll still be on edge. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I think it took Jess about two hours to get to the top of the barn. Give or oh, take. Wow. Yeah, it took a while. 
So I think I only missed like one screen, mm. but those were the really difficult jumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. It got it got definitely got a lot more difficult at the top. The closer you got to the top. Yeah, I, I think my my quick favorite from the little bits of testing that I've been is probably kind of between Good Morning, which was Benjamin and Salantres, and Snooze, yeah. which is LRFLEWs. <laughs> mm. Just because Snooze is just kind of my morning, generally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, I, I found that's a very creative idea. So you just lie in bed and you have sluggish controls and then alarm clocks will appear and, and ring and you have to touch them to turn them off. Um. I just can't relate to it at all because I'm the kind of person, first of all, I wake up before my alarm. And also, yeah, of course. if I wake up with an alarm, then I turn it off within two seconds and I get up. Yeah, so I just same. can't relate to that. But yeah. it's, it's a good idea. And I know a lot of people use like five five different alarms in within two minutes and also snooze a lot. So it's, I, I could not do that. I have five relate. different alarms, but I just have an alarm and... I set my alarm for seven in the morning. I usually get out of bed at around eight fifteen. Wow! Over an hour of no, yeah. no, uh, uh. It's, it's it's not no. It's, it's literally like how my body works. When I when I wake up, I feel sick usually. Like I want to throw up in the morning if I get up straight away. Like if I were to do what Kiri does, I would literally get out of bed, walk into the bathroom, and vomit most likely. Yeah. Okay. Because, well, that's that's like, a different just, situation then. Is I, that is that is that personal question? But is that because of the 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 diabetes? Is that like a uh, no, side effect? No, it's from me destroying my body when I was younger, overworking myself Fair enough. With, and caffeine problems. Um, Fair enough. But it's it, it's 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 a number of things. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah, mystery, no, mystery uses an alarm, so it's a radio alarm, and it just turns on, and then it plays for an hour before it turns off, and mystery usually lies in bed for that one hour, and then he gets up. Yeah, that's pretty similar. I mean, like, I'm not asleep for no. that entire period of time. <laughs> I get super restless when I have to stay in bed when I'm awake, because my brain is immediately, mm. like, 100%, and I'm like, oh god, okay, I'm gonna start with this, I'll do that, and that, and that, yep. and then later on, I'm gonna do that. And if yep. I can't do that... I get so restless and just anxious. I need to get out of bed. Same. And and also, yeah. like, I have actually, like, <laughs> noticed, like, with the radio alarm clocks, like, I don't even, I don't wake up from it, like, starting to, to play the alarm or the music. I, I, I you listen wake up from it. Like, just, turns on. Yeah, the, yes. We yes, are the still click. the same person of G. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just, yeah, no. And then I'm like, okay, I'm awake now. I just got to go. <laughs> yep. I, I think I really need to go and, like, get one of those, um like, I always wanted to uh, to test The sunlight them. ones? The sunlight ones, yeah. Let's see if that makes any difference. My sister loves I have, that. I have that naturally because I sleep by a window. Yeah. Do you not have curtains? Yeah, I have curtains, blinds? but the sun comes through the corners. Mm. Same here, we actually. Have we have pretty efficient blackout curtains, so there's not much light. I don't. I I have like pretty nice blinds on the sliding glass door, but the little one by my head, no. It's just very simple, like straight blinds, and mm. they they do the job, but they're not that efficient. They're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So in the middle of the summer, when the sun comes up at five a.m., I usually start getting restless. I'm like half waking up around like six a.m., but then the alarm goes off at seven, mm. and I 
start the the morning routine of like slowly waking my stupid brain up. Gotcha. I love how we started talking about the game channel and then just completely I mean it was still on topic but also not. Yeah, We're just talking yeah, about yeah. the theme. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. good morning and then you know yeah. that, that was like that, that's news game, so Yeah. No, I'm yeah, really great, looking forward to playing submissions. Yeah. yeah ab- absolutely looking forward to uh you know playing through all of these today and giving them ratings and then trying yeah. re- to record some stuff for YouTube like either tomorrow or on Sunday and then playing them on stream yep. on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm sad I, I, I'm sad I didn't get to play them today on stream because of the the stupid power cut. Mm. Um, but because I had my whole entire day planned out, but oh well. I saw your tweet and it was like, okay, we're gonna start with this and then we're gonna do this yeah. and then this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah then I'm gonna play this game and then you got the power outage. Yeah, and then I'm gonna do the the, 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 <sighs> the sponsor segment and I'm gonna do that and then I'm gonna spend the last hour before the podcast playing some two point campus, but. Nope. <laughs> yep. And you know what the best thing was? Like literally the second before the power cut, like there was a clip and it's hilarious. I somebody goes and in, in chat says, Ah, only less than an hour until my weekend starts. And I'm like sitting there in my brain calculating because you know, okay, podcast recording, it was around twelve something. I'm like, all right, my weekend starts in ten hours. Cluck and then my power power went out. It was hilarious. Like the timing. <laughs> nope, your weekend yes, starts, starts now. Already. Now, yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Because now you're recording a podcast. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's fine. It's I had to. I already had like loads of hours to kind of chill and you know make dinner and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, um, it's okay. <laughs> the 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 kind of funny thing about this podcast for me is it, it actually does kind of feel like the start of my weekend in a way. Like I, I, mm. I work quite a bit on Mondays usually, and I usually end up doing some work on Sundays, but like Saturday, I don't really do much. And like Friday after recording and editing the podcast, I don't really do much. So it's like largely Saturday, Sunday is my weekend. Monday is when my week starts. And then like recording this podcast is starting the weekend. Mm. To be fair, recording this podcast is pretty chill. Like, it's not like it's not. Obviously, we're not falling asleep. Difficult work. Yeah, it's like it's not like it's not as high energy and high concentration as streaming. True. For me, at least. Yeah. Because because you're not like managing a chat room mostly. Yep. Yeah. Correct. You don't have to tell people it's not your birthday every single minute. (laughs) Oh, but if this seems like a you problem. That is such a me problem. Yeah, yes. no, it is. Yeah. It is. But uh, what isn't a, a, a you problem is we also we do like to talk about video games. So I think we're going to go to a real quick break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing this this week. And then I'm going to review my Playdate, which arrived. Um, or at Ooh. least the device itself. I obviously can't review all of the games that come with it because they unlock to a week. So um, I, I will be talking about the device and messing around with the device over the last four days or so. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be right back right after right after this. Hey, hey, Bill here. I wasn't here to discuss these sizzling topics this week, but if you want to hear some more of me, you can find me any day at uh, twitch.tv slash or in a future episode. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. And we're back 
This is episode 29 of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. I'm blind and I'm still hosting and I'm with 2D Kiri and FG Squared. And uh, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing this week. And I think FG is going to start off here with Soda Story Brewing Tycoon. Yeah, so I know you've played that as well, Kiri. Yeah. And I, I got a key sent to me and then I finally said, okay, there's this week, it's, it's pretty quiet. Like there's there's not too much coming out in August. So I was like, I'm going to go through some stuff through, from my like, you know, back catalog. So I picked that one and it's like, when you look at it, you think, oh, this is like this really cutesy sort of uh-huh. management sim aut- automation, um, like, you know, sort of brewing game, but it's, it's, like a super dystopian setting you're like a prisoner what you can you can choose yeah. what crime you committed that sent you to prison and then you get picked for a tv show called prisoners where prisoners have to run businesses you get landed with soda because nobody wants to do soda and so you just do that and um it's 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 basically like um you know all those all those reality TV shows where people can can like call in and vote for you, and if you make it to the top of the rankings, you get like a month off your sentence. It's like it starts off like super like okay, and then it just gets like more and more dystopian and wacky and weird, and you don't actually grow actual plants; you grow flavor. It's really weird. Like you start off normal, like there's like I don't know lemon, lime strawberry like like those kind of things and then mm-hmm. yeah this flavor this flavor is sweat enjoy this one's cheese oh, that sorry. flavor's called greg so sorry blind but you're a soda now well there's a beer <laughs> called greg already so we're ahead of that yeah and that, like it just gets really wacky and you can like sabotage your competitors and you can install crypto miners and also it's wacky it's fun i enjoyed it um I, I wish it were overall just a bit more zoomed out because it's like super zoomed in and you yeah. have to move your character around. Yeah. Um but but I enjoyed it. Like it's 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 very wacky. It's not like a simulator that takes itself or a management game that takes itself too seriously. But I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I played it for two days and yeah, it's not it's not not it bad at all. It seems like a try the demo type game. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it's it has a not- demo available. Yes. Yes. And it has it has like basic automation as well. Like you can get get bots later on that you can upgrade and you can pro that program them. Like harvest this, and then you get like watering drones and all that sort of stuff. So you can automate a lot of the the, the processes, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's very wacky, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, I find it's very funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. looking at the developer that made this upper class walrus. Mm-hmm. It's one of Back- my regulars. Oh really. Yeah. Um, back in 2015, uh, they released a game called Fort Meow, mm-hmm. um, which is literally just looks like Crazy Cat Lady Simulator, where you have to <laughs> hoard stuff and then acquire cats. Ah. Uh, <laughs> we need to gift this to Sui. It's like eight bucks. <laughs> no, I think Jess. Jess has been playing all the cat games. All right. Well, we gotta like, ship this over to Jess then. Yeah, because there's cats in it, so she has to play it. But yeah, I I I, I personally passed on this one. I, I got a lot of a couple of emails about it from some PR company, um, and it was, I just took one look at the art style and went, nope, not for me. Mm. Um, but uh, I can see that the kind of the theming of it just kind of strikes me as odd. But 
Also, it's definitely unique. Kind of intriguing, I guess, if you get into it. I, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, you get also get like messages, and there's like the secret Doctor Soda that starts helping you, and there's there's also sorts of shenanigans like going on. You can kick out your competitors out of the race, but then they disappear, and it's it's yeah, it's something. How's the? <laughs> is there like character customization? Because I'm seeing some really wacky looking peoples in this. No, not much. You can you can you can choose a little bit, but not much. Like the really? other competitors look they, yeah w wackier than you do. Huh. They've got cool hair colors, but you don't. Yeah, yeah. I went with the gray hair because that at least had a nice hair, hair, hairdo, I guess. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it was definitely something else. But I think we all enjoyed it, so yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah, no, I did. Um, I can quickly talk about Space Bandit, if you guys want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that? I have been doing this thing where I just find random cheap games that nobody's playing, and I've been playing them. Like, things that get no press coverage whatsoever. Um, and I stumbled on Space Bandit. And first off, I, I think it would make both of you sick. But um, <laughs> it, it it's, it's Hotline Miami in space, but it's run-based. So, you know, it's, you, 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 you do a run, and you, you make a little bit of money from the run, and then you can unlock guns to start with. And that's your kind of progression that you acquire. And you can unlock certain weapons so that they drop in the environment in certain levels. And in between each zone, you acquire a shop. You, you run into a shopkeeper and then you can purchase a gun that will then show up in the environment. That's like a special stronger variant. So it's, it's pretty minimal on its progression, but it's got a few features that I think are really cool. The first one is it describes itself as a thousand IQ AI. First off, um, when it comes to like motion sickness stuff, you can turn off the camera warble thing because Hotline Miami did this obnoxious thing where the whole map would like tilt to the left and back, and it's supposed to make you feel like you're on a acid trip, which it kind of does. It also makes you want to throw up, just like acid. Um, <laughs> now, this game kind of does that too, but you can disable it, which is really nice. So the game suddenly became playable for me when I did that. The second thing that you can do is you can turn off screen shake entirely, which is also really nice. But the camera is attached to the mouse, and it has to be. Otherwise, the game would be unplayable because you get shot by stuff off screen. So mm -hmm. it, it kind of is what it is. Um, but it, the game describes itself as having a 1,000 IQ AI. And the cool part about this game isn't that it's kind of like Hotline Miami. It's, it's not that it's a fast-paced, one-hit kill, skill-based game with kind of a, almost stealth elements. That's, that's not the cool part. The part... The cool part about this game is the fact that the AI has a voice line for everything. So you'll shoot a, a bad guy and he'll fall onto the ground and he'll have a little thought bubble above his head. And you can run up to him and stamp on him a couple of times and kill him. Or you can leave him and he counts as dead. But an enemy could go grab a med pack and then run to him and res him. Um, and bring him back. And then there's a med pack that you can't get because it's on that guy and you have to kill that guy a second time to get the med pack from him. That's really neat. The second thing is, it is a one-hit kill game, but there is a life... These med packs, which are look like life preservers. If you have one, when you take a the killing blow, you can teleport. And when you teleport, it gives you a line, and you can draw through enemies, and you can jump anywhere onto the map, and if you cut through an enemy, it kills them in the while you're teleporting. And then, like, you could theoretically teleport directly onto another life preserver or the enemy that picked it up and get another one immediately. Um, so there is... It kind of gives you some leeway there. Another fun thing is, if you get killed, 
Um, and before you start the run over, there's a retry button. There's a bullshit button. You can call bullshit in this game. You can only call <laughs> bullshit every 10 minutes, though. So sometimes you'll get into a really hard room, kill everything but want to get shot in the back and go, bullshit, click the bullshit button, and then try the map again. Um, which is really funny, funny when there's like 40 seconds left on the bullshit meter and you're just sitting there just going, well, we're sitting here for 40 seconds, chat room, because <laughs> I'm trying this again. Um, and the, the runs are really short. Like I can get, I haven't beaten the game yet, but I've gotten to the last boss and it takes maybe eight minutes to run through the whole game. So your, op your opportunity to call bullshit is pretty frequently, pretty frequent, which is fun. Um, the whole kind of theme of the game is bizarre. Um... You're a space bandit, and every everybody in the game is named Doug. You're all Dougs. Um, so the the little creatures in this game, they kind of look like Super Meat Boy. They're made out of cubes. They're all named Doug, and everybody head bobs to the music because they're all uh, stuck in a time loop, essentially. And the whole shtick of your character is you are a space, an in interdimensional space bandit that's trying to break the loop. Um, and the whole point of the game is you're paid by this guy who, uh, is paying you by the kill and you teleport into one version of the space station. You go through, you kill everybody, you get to the end, you run into the shopkeeper and then you take the, uh, interdimensional time travel device, which is a revolver and you shoot yourself in the head to teleport to the next map. Um, so it's got kind of a neat theme. And when when you shoot yourself in the head, it zooms out and you see all of the different iterations of like the the world, and some of them will be missing, and those are the ones where you failed. And it, it I don't know, it's got a neat theme. The music absolutely slaps. It's got like it's got three tracks in it, and they're all absolute bangers. Um, and it's I don't know, it's just got it's 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 fun. It's fast paced. It feels good. It feels kind of like playing like a better hotline Miami in some ways. There's a good variety of different weapons and railguns that can shoot through walls and stuff. There's little cubes that you can kick to knock out of the way. There's a like stealth mechanics. Um, the AI uses last known position stuff. So like they'll call out where you are and shoot, throw little speech bubbles at you. So if you just like ditch around and duck behind a wall and get behind them, they'll keep shooting in where you were previously. And you can like pop out behind them. It's a lot of fun. $5. It's great. So, Sounds I've been cool. enjoying that. Let's, it let's looks really, game. really cool. Like, I'm looking at it, but I... Um, I have realized this week, because I played a game, I'm not going to talk about that game, um, for a sponsor segment this this week as well, where um, the camera was also bound to mouse, so I, I had to force myself to play it for the two hours, and I realized that is probably the second most triggering thing for my simulation sickness next to motion blur so unfortunately i it looks really really cool like that would totally like if, if it didn't have that I, I know it's needed but like that would totally be like a game that i would fire up and just do a couple of runs and then do something else because it looks really cool but yeah unfortunately yeah uh, I, I mean it's it's suboptimal in that way but it's i don't know if 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 you're somebody out there who enjoyed hotline miami back in the day this is like that but better in some ways and not as good in other ways like they there's certain mechanics that hotline miami had that this doesn't have like it like there's no doors that you can knock down to slap things onto the ground and there there's no mechanics in like in that way um that aren't that are similar to hotline miami but it does certainly scratch that itch in a good way it also has three different difficulty modes um casual hard and boards um 
where the AI gets faster and more brutal, the harder the difficulty mm. you crank it up. But I don't think That's achievements cool. are tied to difficulty in any way. So you can play through it on casual, okay. which is nice. That's nice. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been enjoying Sounds it. Sounds really fun. It's been a bit of fun. It looks really cool. Like I, I, I dig the art style a lot. Uh, who wants to go next for the the next game? Here he goes, because I've I go, been... I go. Here he goes, yeah. Okay, so everybody, remember last week's episode when Jess talked about Return of Oberdin and then Blind, you talked about Papers, Please. And yeah, so it was a bit of a slow week and I didn't really have anything to play. So I thought I'll play something from my backlog. And I remember the talk about Papers, Please. And I've never played it before. And I'm, I'm about nine years late to the party. But this <laughs> is what I played this week. And I had three streams of Papers, Please. I had an amazing time with it. Chat loved it, but chat played the game already. But for me, it was new. Um, and I got all the achievements as well and saw, I don't know, eight out of 20 endings. And for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's, it's basically... A, a a border inspector simulator. So it's in in the nineteen eighties. Um, a fascist regime. So you work for that regime, and you look at the papers of people wanting to cross the border. So so you check and compare: are the papers forged? Is that seal correct? Are they actually as heavy as that document claims and so on? And <laughs> you're supposed to feel empathy for the people, right? Because then some people might not have the correct papers, but I don't know, the wife wants to cross the border to live with her husband or somebody needs surgery, but they can't get the surgery in their country. So they need to go to the other country. Um, I realized that when I play these games, I do not feel empathy at all. I just let Dark Kiri out full force. And I, also it's like the perfect game for me because I like following rules. I, you have that rule book and it says, you know, everybody needs a passport. Citizens need an ID card. If they're foreigners, they need this and this and this supplement as well. And I'm like, okay, wait, you don't have this? Denied. Next one. Okay. Mm, you have everything. Approved. You don't have this. Oh, you're going to bribe me with your watch and with money? Think of the bribe. Denied. And he's like, I had <laughs> so much fun with this game. It was amazing. Glory to Astrostica. Absolutely. Like, it's so, it's so, seriously, Dark Hero loves this. I did too. Um, but this was a short film. Did you know that? Yeah, I've, I watched it when mm. they made it way back. Yeah. So, yeah, so back this was a day, short yeah. film and I watched that too then. And, and that is so good. And that, that made me realize, you know, this is how you're supposed to feel when you play the game, probably. <laughs> like that internal struggle of, oh God, I really want to help this person, but also I don't want to do anything wrong because people are like supervising me. I'm like, so that movie is great, but I did not feel that at all while playing the game. It just felt so evil. It, 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 see, then, <laughs> then there's me where I'm just like, screw the system. And I try and get away with as much as possible in that game. Like, it's just like, yes, I'll take the bribe and let you through. <laughs> um, like, I, yeah. I went on like, like, there's the guy who shows up with like the passport that's like drawn in crayon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like my Georgie. entire goal for a while, because like I played this game before I streamed, right? Like before I streamed mm -hmm. actively anyway, like this came out in August 2013 on Steam, came out a bit before then on a different platform, which is where I bought it. 
because um, I wasn't using Steam as actively back then, because, you know, this is ages ago. Um, and uh, I, I just tried to get away with as much as possible. As much as possible. Um, so it, <laughs> yeah, it was, I didn't it, do that. <laughs> it was fun. Good times. I can't remember it's a great game. Honestly, seeing you play it made me almost want to go back and replay it. It's like, oh my god, I, I should re... Mm. A lot like, of my ages, viewers... Like, wine. Yeah, a lot of my viewers reacted like that. Like, they played that game years ago, but then seeing me play it made them play it again. And it's That's... just... Honestly, it's a brilliant game. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, Lucas Pope is a... Uh... We we don't deserve Lucas Pope in the games industry. I'll just put it that way. That's true. Yeah. So so I want to thank you, Blind, specifically for for talking about the game last week and and giving me the idea to play it. One question I I have uh, for you about it is, can you can you when you play Papers Please for the first time, was your first impression of it kind of the feeling of oh this is political commentary, because Lucas Pope insists he accidentally made political commentary. His goal was to just make a thriller. Oh. And didn't realize he was making... Because I, I listened to him on a podcast a, a couple of years ago, um, w right after Return of the Oberdin came out. And the conversation started off as uh, about Papers, Please, before they moved into Oberdin. And they, they asked him, they're like, were you intentionally making po political commentary? And he goes... That he he said he didn't realize he'd made po a political game until it released. Oh, interesting. No, that for me that was very political. Okay, because like I, yeah, I just same. I, I think that it's it's fascinating to me like that that wasn't his intention, and yeah, was something you, that he I happened don't think into you can by accident without without thinking about that. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't. Maybe I don't know because I want to say maybe maybe for us it's more like that because at least some of us here in Europe, like, kind of went through this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's in the history books, right? Like, yeah. East Germany. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. My, my parents talking about, you know, like, living through how that wall fell and Germany was united and then my, telling me about it. And it's like, My yeah. Oma, my, my mom's mom, uh, so my grandmother, uh, literally bribed a border guard and ran across the border. Um, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I'm glad I... that wasn't me and she actually made it. Yeah. As in yeah. me being the border control. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. You know, yeah. because the, 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 the guy patrolling the border on one shift was somebody that she went to school with. So. Mm. Wow. Yep. No, it's a, it's a fascinating yeah. game. It is. It ages it is. Well. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. It does, ready. Yeah, it was super fun. FG, do you want to pick a game for your list and talk to us about it? Yes. Um, I'm going to talk about Ruath Warbands. The other two is just stuff that I've been thinking time in off stream. So I'm gonna. I, I just thought I'd talk about that as well. But Ruath Warbands. Um, I know Kiri. This is also one that Kiri played a while yes. ago. Uh, she hooked me up with the uh, with the key. Actually, I'm glad that worked. I yeah, I didn't no. follow up, so I wasn't actually sure. But no, awesome. no, they totally, totally. Uh, Bella totally like sent me one over, and they both came out yeah, to you. like. Uh, came, came to hang out and that sort of stuff so it was really cool um, so Ruath Warbands is an early access game it's a tactical turn based run based game with meta progression so you um, make a warband it's it's viking themed has amazing music like and 
Artism yeah, the art's too. great. Yeah, the art's great too. I, I love the music. Like we, yeah. we, I think we sat on the main screen for like half an hour just listening to the music and talking <laughs> at the start of the stream. Um, uh, and you basically you pro progress through a, um, unfortunately not randomized map. Like it's always the same map and the same map progression. Um, I kind of wish it were randomized because after a while you kind of know what's gonna come up. Mm. Um, it's, it's only early access. It is only early access. So there's, yeah, there's, there's, I'm sure there's stuff uh, that's coming up. And um, so basically, you try to get as far as possible after every, after every battle. You heal up, you, you get gold. You heal up your dudes with gold, and you get one upgrade that you then can attribute to one of your five dudes that you, because you start with two, and then you can hire people after every battle that you've done, up to five people in total. And uh, the, basically, the goal is to get all the way to the end and then if you die you um unlock um meta progression which usually is uh, just uh, more available upgrades stronger available upgrades um new classes and new clans that give you like um basically A just special certain trait. Yeah, yeah special trait exactly and um yeah i played that for for six hours i think on yeah six hours on yesterday and um, it's really, really fun. We found out that the scout is ridiculously broken. It's so good. So the scout is a rogue, basically, and with a with a knife. And what the rogue, what, what the scout does is, if the scout hits the enemy, it replenishes all of their movement points. So you can like run up, stab, and run away. And have like super Ooh. high movement speed, if you can get your hit chance to over a hundred percent. So I had two of those. Well, I had one of those in my first run. I was like, "Hey, oh, this is pretty cool." All right, let's go like scouts. And then I had my last run. I had four, uh, three scouts, what, two who uh, had the run in, stab, and run out ability, uh, and they would do that every time because they had over a hundred percent hit chance. But they also had an upgrade that increased their range by two. So <laughs> there's the, there's these OP. scouts with a dagger, but on like a long stick. And they just poke them from like two tiles away <laughs> and then just run around. Like one map I only beat because I had one scout left and I just kited the enemy around the map the entire time until they were all dead because they couldn't touch me because they, they had never enough movement to get me. It was great. And then my other scout, though... That was also that was just so cool because um, I unlocked uh, an ability. <laughs> it was so dumb. Um, where it's called a a a bag of I think frail javelins or something like that. And basically, um, I already had gotten some more attack points on her, and then basically what happened is that bag of frail javelins gives you another eight attack points. So she had like ten attacks that she could do in one round, <laughs> um, and then always move broken. as well because it would replenish the movement points. But but uh, each landed hit would uh, decreases your maximum attack points by one for that battle. So I would run up with her, stab 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 one, run to the next one, stab stab stab. <laughs> run to the next one, stab, stab, stab. And then for the rest of the fight, uh, she was just up in the corner hiding because <laughs> she ran out of attack points. 
Wow. So you can make some really crazy builds in it, which is why like, I had a lot of fun with it. It's it's not finished yet. It's obviously not finished yet. Because um, there's, like, as I said, like the maps are static. There's not too many. Like, as far as I got, there weren't, like, too many varieties. There's some, some human enemies. There's some uh, animal enemies. The foxes are super mean because they can attack you, like, five times. And uh, but I'm excited to see where this game goes because I think that you can do some really broken runs in it and it's yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. That was fun. And it's really cheap too. It's uh like it's it's twenty percent off right now, I think, and it's like seven pounds fifty, I wanna say. Like it's So who has keys for this? Cause send them send send them my way. Oh no, that's, the the twenty discount take. is gone. But yeah, uh, no, uh Kiri, Kiri can yeah, yeah, no, I can Hook do that. Hook you up. Because <laughs> this saw... looks like something I'd play. This looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really enjoyed it. It's it's not finished, as I said, and like I really wish the maps were random, because they there are only a few, you know, set ones, and they all they repeat in the same order. Are they? Is it like? Do you think it's the sort of thing where they'd be replacing parts of the map with different? Hmm, what's the word? either different encounters like are they different encounters or are the encounters all the same every single time the encounters are all the same all the single time okay. so you will you will always have the same map layout and the same enemies on the map that you choose that is like strange. The, the, that just comes up <laughs> that, that that is a strange way to go I, I wonder if they're planning planning more variety in that or if that's if they're just planning on doing like it more of a map progression thing interesting yeah i don't know yeah yeah no but it's it's it, it was really fun and i enjoyed it and um i i'm excited to see where it goes Although that's that's not too dissimilar to things like War Tales. I, I think like the the only game that's kind of that like party based like RPG thing that has random maps that I can think of would be um either Mistover Mistover, which is get I think has been removed from the Steam store now. Um and uh Battle Brothers. Yeah, the so the thing is the thing is with this one, this is this is decidedly not an RPG. Like there is no yeah. text, it's just battle, 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 battle. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it would be cool if there's, like, even if it's just, um, like, keep the same, like, base layout, but move some of the trees around or something. That already yeah. would be cool. Just, just some to, variety. Just spice it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, I, I, I love games. I, I love run-based games. I love run-based progression. And there, there's... There's a few games that have done this recently where it's just like, it's like either let's call a permadeath mode a roguelike mode or make a run-based mode in a different game. Like I think King Arthur did this too, which kind of confused me where it's just like, we're going to make it really hard and kill you and make you start at the beginning, but it's the exact same content every time. It's like, well, the point yeah. of making a game run-based yeah, is you odd. get the replayability of the variety of content and things changing every time, right? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, you'd think that. Like the game that I talked about earlier, Space Bandit, it's like there are... Like, it's it's very clearly, like, each spaceship that you go through is four different modules, like, four different pieces. And you will see the different pieces because it's each quarter of the spaceship is scrambled, right? So, like, there will be boxes in different locations because those can be anywhere and you remove them by kicking them. But, like, every single map that you're on is going to be relatively different. And so it keeps that variety going and you can just, like, keep cramming through these levels. That's That's very odd to me. That they would that they would go that route without any any kind of randomization, but still want to try. Yeah, maybe it. in the like... future, it's it's a very small team. Like it's a it's a it's a small team. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's the first yeah. game as well. I mean, the oh. art's beautiful for, the... for a first game. 
Agreed. So. Yeah, and the mu- the music is so great. If you want, yes. if the, I have the Bandcamp link because it's like they, they actually like made like they commissioned music for this game and it's so good. Gotcha. Hopefully they keep all the licensing sorted. But um, I already that, DM'd cool. them for you about a keyblind, so they might reach out on Discord. Sweet. Yeah, they're they're more than welcome to reach out to me directly. So, um, so FG, you do have two other games on here. Uh, I do. Stellaris and 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 Cozy Grove. Uh, Cozy yeah. Grove. And Kiri, you've got Baron Breakfast and Two Point Hospital. So what's next? I'm playing Cozy Grove right now. <laughs> nice. Like currently? <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it's not on my list, but yeah. Yeah. I I just wanted to 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 I don't know. I just a little achievement of my own. I finally finished Cozy Grove 100 <gasps> it again did. today. I did. Yes. I caught the last of the stupid butterflies. Um. So that's another game on the pile. Game number thirty. All 100 percented. Um. And I'm looking forward to Cozy Grove 2. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Like, it's really short and sweet. And then um, I'm just going to finish this. I've been sinking a bajillion hours into Stellaris again. Like, it it got its claws back into me. Like, it just gripped me. I spent the last, like, last weekend, I spent playing playing it for, like, 20 hours with Lex (laughs) in multiplayer. And... um, yeah, I I got sucked back into Stellaris. I may have also already played today after my incident came back and Lex came home. You could say <laughs> that game is a super massive black hole. It is, <laughs> and it's changed a lot since the last I played because I played it a lot in like 2018, 2019, and there's been a bajillion updates and DLCs, of course, because it's Paradox, and uh, it's really cool um, how they've managed to fix the multiplayer lag. It used to be really, really bad, and they've made it pretty dang good now, even with like big fleets and wars going on and that sort of stuff. Like, it's really solid now. Like, it's very impressive. But that's all. That's all I wanted to say. It's just that's what I've been t- spending my time off stream with. Awesome. Cool. I I still love my Steam Deck, and I was playing Bear and Breakfast on it because sadly I didn't get a key for it for streaming. But one of my viewers gifted me a key, and then I played it on the Steam Deck. And while it doesn't have any controller support, it still works flawlessly on the Steam Deck, just with the trackpad. It's amazing. And also the game the game is funny and cute. You're a bear, and for whatever reason, you believe a shark robot. Um, that is a great idea to bring humans into the forest. So you start a bed and breakfast to get humans here and make some pocket money that you don't need for anything but it's got adorable adorable characters and and witty humor and it's just really nice to play it is it is sitting in my steam library currently i will play it eventually as well Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's nice huh i knew nothing about the shark portion of that game um yeah i don't i don't know what's up with that but like all all the other characters or your your friends and family and, and people that help you or not creatures that help you they're all animals okay and then that that i don't know business corporate business person is a robot that looks like a shark for reasons okay i mean yeah. i would say that uh bobby Kotick reminds me of a shark so, <laughs> you know, frankly, I think it's fitting. Yeah. 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 yeah mm. No, that's true. Yeah. It's e- e- either that or like, I don't know. Um, 
some sort of otherworldly being who shouldn't be on Earth, which is also practically a shark, so let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are we ready for me to talk about the playdate? Yes, yes, I really want to hear yep, about do it. Do it. All right, yeah. so the playdate arrived on stream, actually, on Tuesday. While I was streaming, I got a text from Canada Post saying, can you come let us in? And I was like, really? Canada Post doesn't have it? Okay. So I went out and I got the package, came back over, opened it on stream, and uh, so I've had some time to play with it in the evenings around my stream, as well as uh, a little bit on stream in the evening. Uh, I messed around with it. Um, so... For anybody who doesn't know what this device is, if you missed me babbling about it nonstop in 2019 and then uh, getting all excited when I pre-ordered one back in 2021, the Playdate is a small, and I do mean small, it's about the size of like two credit cards side by side or two bank cards side by side. Um, and it's maybe about a s half a centimeter thick. <laughs> it's very small. Um, it's a little completely square device and it's it's a portable games device basically um now this is made by panic who you pro if you're in this industry or you like video games you probably know them or would know them as the publishers of untitled goose game and the publishers of firewatch um they also uh are very quietly successful uh app developers for mac os now I don't mean like iPhone apps. I mean, they wrote the only FTP client that Mac OS uses, um, which has been around for like 25 years. So they are a very, very, very long-term successful program developer for Mac OS. And they, they founded their company on, we're going to make, uh, th this is a quote from the co-founder of this company that he posted on Usenet in 1997. I'm going to make a uh, developer of applications for Mac OS that are so boring that you'll never know that we made them. We're going to make a lot of money so that we can then go do what we want. And they're still working with that. And this is them doing what they want. They put out Firewatch, they put out Untitled Goose Game, and then they made the Playdate. Now, the Playdate is a, like I said, it's a handheld device. It's designed by Teenage Engineering. Now, Teenage Engineering, if you're unfamiliar, are a Swedish design firm for portable devices. They've made a bunch of synthesizers. That's kind of their bread and butter. One of the most popular synthesizers amongst young music producers is called the OP-1, which is about $1,200, and it's made by Teenage Engineering. Um, their synthesizers are amazing because they almost always have connections where you can add Lego bricks to them. So if you want to add a bigger <laughs> lever or something, you can like just put little Lego figures on them, which I'm That's actually so cool. very disappointed that this doesn't have any Lego connectors on it, but I digress. <laughs> um, the device itself, it is about the size of the palm of my hand. It's got a completely black, black and white screen. It's a very, very, very high definition screen. It's 1440p, um, considering it's like, the like smaller than a credit card it's very 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 clear now i do have a complaint about this screen and i'm not the only person to make this complaint it's not backlit um and mm, yeah. that is fine if you're playing it during the day or in an even remotely well-lit room or even in this room that i'm sitting in right now if you ever watch my stream it's pretty dark my office is quite dark i can see the screen just fine but once the sun goes down unless you have a like a, a nightlight or like some sort of light, um, it is impossible to see the screen. 
So that's kind of my big caveat with this device. However, it's not something that you're going to play for long sessions. None of the games that are included with it and the games that work well on it are not long session games. So while that is a caveat, I don't, it hasn't really become an issue for me yet. Um, if I want to play it for a bit, I'll turn a light on, play it for 10 minutes, put it down, go do what I'm going to do after that. Um, the standout thing about this device is it has a crank. And so as I talk about this device, I'm going to be referring to cranking it. And I'm, trust, trust me, I'm not saying anything dirty. There's a literal <laughs> analog crank on the side of this, and it's an analog input device. It doesn't charge the device. That's done by uh, micro uh, USB or whatever the round one is. USB type C? Yes, USB type C. Yeah, C. Um, so the, this crank is an input device for games. Um, there are a lot of unicycle-based games on itch.io for it. Um, and one of the first games that you unlock for this game, because I haven't even talked about the game unlocking system, but I'll get into that. Um, one of the first games that the game that, that it unlocks for you in on the device itself is a, a surfing game called uh, Whitewater Wipeout uh, by Chuhai Labs, which is a small Japanese developer. Um, and Whitewater Wipeout, uh, you spin the surfboard with the crank. That is the entire, like... It, that's the only input method for the game, is you hold up to grab onto the keyboard and you spin with the crank. Um, it has an A and B button and a D-pad. The D-pad is clicky and nice and feels good, and the A and B buttons also feel good. And there is a little like menu button up at the top of the screen that is also your return, and then there's a locking button on top. The screen never turns off because uh, it uses almost no power, so it always shows a clock. There are four different included clocks, two different digital clocks, and an analog clock, and you can download more clocks as well. There's plenty of clocks available. Um, there's also one that makes your screen look broken, which I think is kind of funny. Um, and included on the device, there's also, uh, because it's a teenage engineering device, there's a music sequencer for the sound chip in it, because it has a little 8-bit sound chip. Um, so you can actually write music on this thing, and it using the USB plug on the bottom, you could theoretically or the uh, audio jack on the bottom, you could theoretically plug it into a synthesizer and use it uh, for making music um, if you wanted to do that. So it's a very flexible little device. Um, as for actually using it, uh, my hands are quite large. Uh, I don't really have problems with hand cramping because I haven't played it for long sessions, but I think that if I were to play it for a long session, it would get a little bit cumbersome to play it. Um, one of the games actually requires you to hold the device upside down, which is interesting. And they have a left-handed mode for the crank, which flips the screen over. Um, I so, love that. And like, if you look at the device, if you look at a picture of the device, like this doesn't work very well on a uh, audio podcast, but it is completely square. You can use it completely upside down perfectly and still see the screen <laughs> um, because of where your thumbs end up on the buttons. So if you are left-handed and you're worried about the crank being on the right, you can flip the screen over and play the device upside down and it plays just fine, which is- May I just say, that is so amazing. I'm a left-handed person and like, I usually get very upset by things that are not, like, like don't do that. And I have to use it like a right-handed person. Yeah. So, like, Incredibly awesome. And it, 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 all of the games work just fine, and I, I've, I've messed around with it like that. There's certain games already where I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this 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 particular game upside down. Like, Whitewater Wipeout, I, for me, is a lot easier upside down because of the way the controls work. So, 
I think that's kind of fascinating. Um, so far, only real major caveat with the device is the screen lacking a backlight. Um, now, their reason for that on the website is that it would be too much of a power drain because it is extremely low power. Um, it charges extremely quickly, which is nice. Um, and it has four gigabytes of memory. The way the included games work... Now, one of, one of the kind of cool things about the device is it has a season of games. So when you activate your device on that day, it starts your season. So my season happened, or my games release on Wednesday, because that's when I activated the device after midnight on Wednesday, uh, or on Wednesday morning, I guess. Um, so every Wednesday, I it the game, the, the device unlocks two games for me. Um, and a light will turn on on the top when they're ready to play, and I get two more games. Uh, it includes 24 games, all by different game developers uh, that were commissioned to make games for it. And, you know, there, there's, those games are all, like, there's footage of all those games out there. You can go look at them if you want. But the two that I have right now are Whitewater Wipeout and Casual Birder. Casual Birder is kind of like a almost Stardew Valley-ish light game where you go take photos of birds for people. Um, and you walk around a little town and you find the bird, you take a photo of the bird, and then you bring it back to the person. Not really my cup that of tea. Sounds amazing. But a neat no, little game. No, that's my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's the thing. It's like, it's it's not my cup of tea, but it's definitely somebody else's cup of tea. So that's a neat little thing. And if you want to try any of, not the included games, but if you want to try any of the like third-party games, there is a really good emulator that you can just download and play on your PC um, that is included with their SDK, which is free. Um, and then you don't have the crank. Uh, well, you you have like a, a, a it on an on screen crank, but yeah, you don't actually have a physical crank. Yeah, turn, but that's that's not as cool. It's not as cool, but if you want to try them, you can. Is what I'm trying to say. You you're giving a really great sales pitch, by the way. Fair enough. I mean, you can still pre order them. Like they've apparently sold almost a hundred thousand of them, so they're gonna they're still selling. Um, I think you won't get it until 2023, but mm. 2023 is only four months away, so. Um, the side loading aspect of it, the SDK is free, so you can, uh, they have two versions of their SDK to make games for it. One, you download it and you can, it works with Unity and you can import assets and all sorts of fancy stuff. There's some people making some like pretty graphically neat games. Like there's a, a 2D zombie shooter thing that has really nice looking one bit sprites um, that I'm curious about, which is out in 45 days, so I might pre order that. But um, there's, there's a bunch of games popping up. The SDK works one of two ways. Uh, you can run it in a browser, and it's called Pulp in a browser. And it's a, it's a very cut-down version of their SDK where it has Lua code, and you can just like dr drag and drop assets into the web browser. And you can make a little functional game in a couple of minutes um, for this thing. Or you can download it and actually like get into the nitty-gritty of coding and make cool games for it. Um, there's a whole bunch of games on, on itch and something that really impressed me about this was I was expecting, okay, I'll plug it, I'll USB it to my computer and then load the games onto it, right? Well, you can do that. You can plug a USB into it, plug it into your computer and load games onto it. However, there's another way. This thing connects to your Wi-Fi, right? Because it, it has a little Wi-Fi chip in it and it connects to your Wi-Fi and it uses that to download firmware updates and update games. So if you just go to their website, you go to your account on their website there's a section under there that says My Games. You go to that, and it literally gives you a Dropbox folder, and you drag and drop the zip files into that, and then you go onto your Playdate, and you go to Settings, and you go to My Games, and you can download them straight onto the device from that. 
Each one of them comes with their own Dropbox, quite literally. You don't even need to plug it into your computer. Convenient. That's that's very hacking. Most of them are a couple of kilobytes, so they take a second to download. So. I have a question. You said you might pre order a game. How much are games? So on itch, they vary. Um, I have a couple of games on here that are third party. I'm just going to quickly go through the list so I don't forget any. Um, But. the games that I have are a game called Wizard's Apprentice, which is like a very light strategy game, um, which was a dollar. Uh, I have a version of Solitaire, which is I, I played a round of that at the coffee shop this morning, um, which it's it's got three different types. of It's got Spider Solitaire, Klondike Solitaire, uh, Free Cell, and then one other type of Solitaire. Um, which is neat. The the way it uses the crank for solitaire actually is when you have because you know how like when you're playing solitaire on a computer, it just automatically slides all the cards to the top once they're available. Usually, mm, um, yeah. in this you spin the crank to automatically uh. shuffle them out, <laughs> um, and then you keep spinning the crank, and then it scrambles them all over the table and reshuffles them while you're spinning the crank at the end of the ma- at the end of the round, which is fun. Um, I have a version of Frogger, which was free. Um, I have a little story-based game, which I haven't played yet, which I want to play on stream, called Life is Too Short. Um, it's a little adventure game where you play as a ghost, which was also a dollar. Um, I have a knockoff of Dr. Mario called Dr. Panic, which was free. And I have another light strategy game, which I haven't tried yet, called The Conquest of Helios, which was $3.50. I think the most expensive game I've seen is a Solitaire Mahjong, which I think is $12. But, like, they they, they range from, like, a free to uh, the, like $12 is the most expensive I've seen them. Um, mm-hmm. I know Panic has been throwing around the suggestion of maybe we'll do a season two where they commission a bunch more developers to do another season and that will probably cost money. Um, mm. Yeah, of course. But they haven't confirmed anything and so I, I don't know. But um, games are cheap. There's not a huge number of them. There's maybe maybe three dozen on itch or so. Um, I'm sad because the version of Tetris got taken down by Ubisoft, so I have to wait for someone else to make a Tetris clone, or if anybody has the folder for Tetris, I'll take... Just send me the zip. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's... It, it's 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 a neat little device. Um, I'm trying to think if I've forgotten anything. But, uh, it's, it's cool. I, I would love to see them make a reversion, a, a, a new version with a backlight and a slightly bigger battery, but, like, you know... Aside from that, it's there's nothing quite like it. And yeah. that is really cool. Oh, there's one other thing that I'm forgetting. Um, in Alongside of where you download the SDK on the website, there is a piece of software called Playdate Mirror. Um, if you USB your Playdate to your PC, or with a delay you can connect via Wi-Fi, um, it direct captures from the device. So you don't need to go through a capture card or anything. Oh, awesome. that's cool. So that's neat. It um, seems like somebody actually thought about this when they made it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very much a teenage end of engineering feeling device. And, you know, when when I pre-ordered this thing, I had some people going, oh, why, why are you pre-ordering devices? Like, that's, that seems like a scam. Um, and when this thing was new and I was first talking about it, people were still kind of hurting from other like all-in-one console devices and like i i bought this thing because i used it i played it at pax west uh pax west 2019 they had them they had two games available it was whitewater wipeout and then the one by uh 
the Katamari Damacy creator, who I'm blanking on the name of right now, um, which is like a platformer thing where you, you turn the it's a it's a platformer, but the crank is time. So you move left and right with the D-pad, but you turn the crank to t- turn time back, and you have to dodge things to get to your date on time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, there'll be birds flying at you, and you have to, like, lean down on the D-pad and then slow down time so that he doesn't collide with the bird and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of neat. And then speed up time so that you can get to your date on time. Um, so I, I played those two games, and I that was enough for me to just go, oh, there's a free SDK, and it runs in a web browser? And it has, it, at the time, it came with 12 games. They extended it to 24 over the pandemic as, because they did also have to raise the price of the device um, due to increased hardware costs. So instead of it costing, it was like supposed to be 150. They, re- they increased it to 179 and doubled the number of games on it um, as kind of a make good, which I think is more than enough. Um, I would have just paid the increased price for the original number of games, frankly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's a neat device, and I'm going to try and make a video about it for YouTube over the weekend. I know that a lot of people have already done that, but I'm going to do that as well. So I like it, and I'm looking forward to playing more. Lucas Pope is making a game for it, apparently. So, ooh. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Yeah. So I, it's cool. It's it's a toy for video game nerds, is the way I've heard it described, (laughs) and it is absolutely that. It also has an alarm clock in it, and I used it as my alarm clock, and I've, yeah, <laughs> it's it's cool. It's 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 a neat toy. I recommend sounds, getting a Playdate if you're a nerd for video games. It sounds really cool. I, the 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 one thing is I I just don't see myself using it as like enough to warrant mm. the price. But I lo- I I really like the idea. I I don't play video games off stream. I use this. Like I, yeah, unless I I'm working, games. I don't I don't play video games. So mm. um this is a way for me to disconnect like and this is the reason that like I'm not that interested in a Steam Deck is because they're PC games. I'll be playing them and I'll be like, man, I could be recording this. Like it's it's not possible for me to make that disconnect anymore. Um oh, fair enough. I know I, a lot of people have that. At, but with this thing, I, I can make that disconnect. Like and I can take it to the park. Like like I said, I was I was sitting outside the coffee shop this morning just playing solitaire on this thing. So, I really really. No, it's like great. It. I don't no, know. It's, it looks really cool. I I yeah, I, um... I I heard that you like it. Like you're so <laughs> excited about it. It's it's also really cool to listen to you talk about it. Like it yeah. makes me excited about it. But I don't even have one. Yeah. I love like like when you look at it and like you look at like the screen. I love the screen on it. I think like like. Just, just thinking. It's basically like a Game Boy, but with like a really high definition screen, and that's just that appeals to me a lot. Like, the, I don't know why the black and white, but in like really HD, like I don't know, it, it has really neat visuals. I, yeah, and like if you really... want to see what the device looks like, or if you haven't seen one, like if you just go to Play Date, their website, I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning. Um, you know, like it has uh, a 3D render, which is a very good representation of what it looks like. And another thing that I kind of want to say is like the packaging is really nice and it's not overpacked. I've ordered devices in the past and it's just like, why is this box so big? Like the box is tiny. All right. Should we talk about news? Should we move on to news? All right. Do we have one more thing? Well, we don't really have to talk about it. It's just two point hospital. Cause 
Two Point Campus is coming out next week, and I'm mm. so excited. And once again, I didn't really know what to stream this week because my last stream of the week, like my work week, is on Thursday. But uh, Hardware 2 was coming out on Thursday, but basically when I ended the stream, and other games are coming out on Friday or like today, actually. So I couldn't really stream those games yet. And I thought, all right, well, I'm excited about Two Point Campus. I haven't finished Two Point Hospital yet. Let's play that. And a great time achievement hunting. That's nice. it. Well, how many achievements are you still lacking at this point? Well, well <laughs> let me see. Uh, 14. So I still need to play like two and a half DLCs, I think. Yeah, that's that's plenty. That's that's definitely yeah. still plenty of. Oh, I know, I know. Content. <laughs> I can't get it done before campus releases. No, but... probably not. But that's okay. One day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I think it's time for us to move on to news. Uh, so we're gonna take a real quick break here, um, where I'm definitely not gonna play games on my play date. And then when we when we return, <laughs> uh, we are going to uh, talk about the news that's been happening this this week. Back right after this. Hi, Belanar here. Thanks uh, for listening to our podcast again. I'm not uh, on the episode uh, this week, uh, but I'll be again uh, later uh, some of the other weeks. Uh, uh, but if you want to see and hear more of me, you can find me on uh, twitch.tv slash Belanar, where I do all my gaming content, uh, also on youtube.com uh, slash TV for all the reviews and everything. And also I've been doing a lot of miniature stuff lately, all kinds of Warhammer and painting and modeling and so on. And you can find those uh, on Rikus Minis uh, on YouTube uh, and same also on the Instagram if you're interested. But anyways, back to the episode and enjoy listening for the rest of it. And we're back to the Halcyon Frequency podcast for August 7th, 2022. I'm still blind and I'm with... 2D Kiri and FG Squared, and we are going to cover the news this week. But before um, we do that, I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna just cut in here. You you said you were gonna play games on the play date. How many games do you actually play now in that break? In that break, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I fiddled with the options menu to see if what other clocks I had because I couldn't remember how many were included. Okay, so not actually playing I a game. Didn't then. actually play a game now. But I did fiddle. Right, yeah. It's almost become my fidget spinner. It's kind of bad. Like I, I'll be sitting here, like I'll be sitting like here streaming, and I'll just be waiting for Dwarf Fortress to do something or something. I'll be just be like spinning the, 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 crank? the crank. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Right. Although to be fair, they 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 did put up a thing on their blog ages ago saying that the crank survived um, seventy one days in a machine that was spinning at sixty si- times a minute. Um, that's a lot of cranks. So it can crank for a yeah. very long time before yeah, it starts to get defective. Okay. So yeah, I can just sit here and use it as a fidget spinner. It's great. Um, awesome. Okay, sorry, news. <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's okay. The playdate's still news for me. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's news time. So of course, it's time for us to talk about Activision being terrible. Uh, Activision uh, has rehired Reed Smith, uh, which is a union-busting union firm uh, to... Uh, stop Blizzard Albany's uh, uh, QA team from unionizing. So shortly after, uh, we, we have an article here from Kotaku if you want to take a look at it. Um, so credits to them. But um, Blizzard Albany uh, is Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions is the studio behind the recent Tony Hawk remasters that 
were really popular, as well as several other previous remasters that were also really popular. Uh, they were recently m melded into Blizzard um, and renamed to Blizzard Albany and uh, re worked on the um, uh, Diablo 2 Resurrection remaster, um, which is very good and people seem to like it. But their uh, QA yes, team took a, a, a note from Call of Duty developer Raven Software and said, we're going to unionize. And they are working on that. And, um, you know, recently Microsoft came out and said, hey, you know, we support Raven's software's union. Um, and we're going to, we're looking forward to working with them once uh, they, like, meld with Microsoft. Well, um, Activision is sticking with their status quo and doing the exact same silly tactics that they... Uh, did the first time, and they've rehired uh, Reed Smith and are doing their best to pressure Blizzard Albany from forming a union. This is <sighs> horrible. TLDR on it. Um, Just makes me want to sigh in yeah, like, despair. Uh, there's a little quote that's in, included here, which I'm going to read from this Kotaku article where they say, when asked for comment, the Call of Duty publisher said that they didn't, that they had, didn't say why they had rehired the law firm Reesmith or how much it was paying, but it did confirm that it would once again push the studio-wide vote on unionization, given a significant impact uh, that this change could have for roughly 150 people in Albany, formerly Vicarious Visions. Uh, they, be they believe that every employee in Albany who works on Diablo should have a direct say in this decision, not just the uh, QA team. Um, and it should be not be made by fewer than 15% of the employees, uh, says company spokesperson Rich George, who, who wrote that in an email statement, and it went on. The team based out of Al the Albany location is an integrated group that shares a focus on the same game franchise and works on related game features and functionality. The employees share significant commonalities in their work and maintaining cohesiveness throughout is the complex game development and production process is essential. So... These union-busting firms aren't cheap, so Activision is probably spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to stop them from forming a union instead of, you know, paying their employees! But, whatever. I didn't even know such firms were a thing. They're not legal in most places. <laughs> um, it's they, very much an American thing. Yeah, they're, it's basically like hiring a bunch of lawyers to spread disinformation about unions to the people who work there. Yeah, like, like how is that legal? How is that okay? Merck. That is the question. Merck. When, yeah, yeah. yeah. When that's corporations the lobby the government to make it legal. I learn ever, ever since I started streaming, I learned so much more about different cultures and just places everywhere in the world. But like, what surprises me the most is always America, like the, the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, yep. they can do that every time. Like something's going on, and like, how can this be a thing? gonna be joking the answer Capitalism. is almost always one of two things money <gasps> and power that's how yep yeah. people in charge yeah, of things who make all of the money get to make all of the say i mean bobby wow. Kotick could be paying for this out of his pocket and he wouldn't even notice it which is you know crazy to think about sad you know I, I at the end of the day i think a lot of people are probably getting tired of hearing about these but you know these stories the sad part is they're happening so frequently now that 
Yeah. A lot of people are ignoring them. So I think it is important to talk about them at the very least, just to say, hey, you know, <laughs> Blizzard Albany, who's Vicarious Visions, which is a really good studio, their QA team is trying to unionize and press should talk about it. Not that we're the biggest press, but, you know, we try. Um, <laughs> In our hearts, we are. Yes. FG, do you want to take this next one? Yeah, so uh, Tencent, our all favorite, uh, I don't know, vi video game company overlord, I guess, is a, is a way of, uh, of Chinese talking overlords. about it. Well, yeah, exactly, because they have, they have hands in, like, so many things. It's Chinese Facebook. Yeah, well, no, they have their own Facebook thing, don't they? But like, they, they, you know, it's 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 a company. They have stakes in in so like so many like there there's like I don't know so their many Wikipedia countries. Page like, just not keeps going. Like, companies, um, and uh, they uh, bought um, a five percent stake in Ubisoft in 2018. And uh, they are now in talks with Ubisoft that um, they would like to buy more, uh, more stakes in the company. And uh, apparently uh, right now, because obviously Ubisoft is going to get money for the, that purchase, they are offering, uh, well, there, are, there, are, there are rumors, talks, whatever you want to call it, that they're offering up to a hundred euros per share, which was would be thirty-four euros up per share from mm. the the five percent. You like know when they when they bought the first five percent or something. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty hefty increase, which is surprising, because as a consumer, I don't feel like Ubisoft has been all that successful recently. Ubisoft has canceled a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of games. Like, but also, that's the time to buy, right? Like, would would you say that Activision Blizzard has been the most successful company recently? No. Like, they're making no, really. money hand over fist, but in the public eye, they're doing terribly. Um, yeah, true. I mean, I mean, I could understand that now it's the time to buy, but wouldn't it be the time to buy at a lower price rather than a higher price than, you know, back in 2018? That's, that's what's so surprising that like, it's, it's a big increase. Yeah. Like, like a big, big, big increase. I also, I, I feel like Ubisoft is one of those companies too, where they might be, uh, they're always like, they might be on the brink of the next huge thing. Right. Yeah, like true. they've got that Assassin's Creed Infinite thing, which is their destiny that they've been working on. And there's another Assassin's Creed game that's supposed to come out before that one, but like they've got that thing. They've got whatever Beyond Good and Evil is, if that even still exists. Mm. I don't know. I feel like there's there's a lot of like weird big unknowns about Ubisoft where, yeah, on one hand, they've canceled a lot of games recently, and I don't think any of us expect Skull and Bones to be a huge runaway hit. But No. Like that that thing will probably do about as well as For Honor did. Like it'll come and go and it'll be it'll be fine. But like they they do have, you know, Rainbow Six Siege, which is quietly a huge game, right? Yeah, Six Siege is, is huge. And I mean Division is not like people don't play Division. Yeah. I mean nowadays like Division Two is now like sort of like at the end of its life cycle, I would say, but um they're they're doing more 'cause they're they're working on that other division 
It's doing thing. better than the crew, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Or the crew, and, too. What you know, Far Cry <laughs> comes and goes, and the people who buy yeah. those buy those, and they like them. Um, you know, like they're... They they obviously uh, are making money hand over fist with the wildly successful Trackmania. Um, <laughs> you know, it's Ubisoft is a weird company, and I don't really know how to quantify them most of the time. Yeah, yeah, because I think that uh, they, the, I think what you said holds true. They really need to come up with something new, though, because like, like. It is a problem when people start saying, oh, this game is like a Ubisoft game, and that's a negative thing. Because, you know, yeah, but there is a main staple for that now, and if that's that's a thing. But, I mean, I, I guess for now they are still, as you said, still printing money. It's not like they're making losses. They're still making a ton of profit. You also need to remember that when people say, oh, that's a Ubisoft game, and they say that as a negative, the people that you hear say that are people that are in our circles, right? It's people that are in the games press. It's people that are streamers who play a lot of video games. If you tell my friend Kevin, it's like a Ubisoft game, he goes, great, that means it's the only game I need to buy this year. Like yeah, if you, true. like he, he was so excited when his other friend told him that Elden Ring is like Ubisoft made a Dark Souls. Because he's just like, I get to play Dark Souls for a whole year, that's fantastic. Because he loves Dark Souls. So... I it's it's weird and like and like I'm looking at the crew two right now like the crew two has very positive reviews and like 1,200 people playing it that is kind of a weird card game, <laughs> um, yeah. That's full of advertising and full of microtransactions and season passes and stuff, and the people playing that game like it. I I, I don't know. Ubisoft is a weird company. I and I, 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 yeah, it is. Also, you know what? You talking about that just made me remember because it's been a while since i've been on the po podcast um and i just like to i just like to shout this out right now like totally random the hot wheels dlc for forza horizon is mm -hmm. amazing and people should play it anyways because <laughs> <laughs> it's super still fun. the best hot wheels game though um but yes <laughs> I, I I might be re-upping my subscription to Trap Ma Track Mania soon because a, a certain podcaster I like is making a server. Anyway, um, but yeah, I I I'll be curious to see if this goes through and what ends up happening with it. I think it's something to watch. I mean, this this Reuters article goes into a lot of very nitty gritty de details with a lot of market speak. So I I recommend reading the article um, if you're interested in uh, I don't know ten cents impending takeover politics. Yeah, takeovers and that sort of stuff. I, I guess it, the question is, what's more terrifying, Tencent or uh, Embracer? Pick your poison. Um, Embracer has the ter more terrifying name, like hands down. Like Tencent is like, eh, Tencent. But then like, they're like a fifth Embracer of 50 group. That just sounds like they're going to grab you and smother you. It's like they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any volunteers to take this next story? Or should I take this one? Yeah, I, I got it. So it's a TwitchCon one, right? So um, people are very upset right now, people as in streamers, but also um, Twitch viewers, because TwitchCon San Diego is happening in early October. Uh, tickets are on sale now, but there are no health measures, I'm going to say now. So Twitch has stated that there's not going to be any uh, mask mandate, no vaccination proof required, no negative test required. And they say that that is in accordance with um, 
Did they say California or San Diego? What they they say it's it's the California uh, regulation floor. So the the right. floor is nothing, but you can add on as many requirements as you want. Right. So so they're they're saying that, and and streamers are upset, and I can understand that because I was just at TwitchCon in Amsterdam, and there were also no rules and regulations. Um, people were not wearing masks. I was not wearing a mask. I got COVID. Lots of other people got COVID. So it does make sense to at least, I don't know, require a negative test or mm -hmm. like wear masks. That would be perfect, right? And then that would help. And and the really absurd thing is that um, recently at the same venue, Comic-Con was held and they had um, the mask mandate. They, it was masks and proof of negative test, yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's yeah. And the the crazy thing about the it, it's about Comic Con, why, right? The the crazy thing about Comic Con is I, I listen to a completely unnecessary podcast. Ian, who's one of the two hosts of that podcast, they they both both halves of that podcast went to Comic Con. Um, Ian went for all of the days, and uh, Pat went for one day, and uh, Ian got sick even with the negative test requirements and the masks requirements. So like people are getting, we're getting sick out of Comic-Con with mm. those requirements. Um, yep. Oh, wow. So like, obviously it's not as, it's not as insane the numbers as uh, uh, TwitchCon EU, which is where I was like, well, it's literally everybody it feels like. Um, well, not, not quite, but I say about half of the people. It, it was, a, well, how many people are being honest though? Like, <laughs> but... They're... I mean, sure, but uh, funnily enough, I had COVID and Mystery didn't, right? Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, the... so am that's, that's amazing. I have no idea how he did that, by the I way. I also just... don't know, right? Because he just said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to get it too. So we just did not separate and we were in the same hotel room and we were, you know, here at home, our flat is not big enough. So we also slept in the same bed and, you know, but he didn't get it. So I, wow. I'd say about half the people got it from, from Amsterdam. Yeah, I don't know. It's still I, a lot, though. Like, I mean, it it's is, a lot. It is absolutely a lot, right? And and I think masks would be the least that that it could do for TwitchCon and A. So that's a user voice right now, where where streamers are trying to get Twitch to change the way they think about this. We'll see. And I mean, Twitch can change it at any point. They also said that, said that for Amsterdam, but they didn't. Yeah. Um. Also. George R. R. Martin, um, yeah, got COVID at Comic Con, <laughs> so uh, you know it's. <laughs> I, 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 we just had a, an anime I don't know convention. Why that's funny. I, it's 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 funny because of the memes of like Game of Thrones is never going to come out, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's why. Oh, but that, like, that's, it's that's not funny that, as well, like, that. Okay, so that just another it. distraction then. Yeah, I, I, I hope that he's okay. Um, I yeah. think he is. I haven't heard anything bad, um, but like. We just had a convention here in Vancouver, and it was the the anime convention that happens here every year. I don't know how it went because I I didn't follow it, but like they they had proof of negative test uh, and masks required the entire time, um, and I don't know. I I I I'm currently doing soul searching, trying to figure out if I want to go to PAX West, <laughs> but <laughs> the. Like I feel, I feel like the the minimum requirements are the minimum requirements for a reason. They're the minimum requirements to allow for events to happen. 
it's the job of the event organizers to add on requirements on top of that. And it's very clear that Twitch slash Amazon has gone with the let's get the most attendance and make the most yeah. money on what is a small yep. profit margin. And enforcing mask rules, negative tests, causes lines, which requires more employees, which cuts into your profit margin. And this isn't this is not this doesn't have anything to do with health and safety. This seems to just be a money issue from Twitch's perspective. And you mentioned the user voice, Kiri. Mm -hmm. uh, multiple members of Twitch staff have posted that user voice on their Twitter, just stating, hey, this exists. You know, maybe have a look. Um, <laughs> because they obviously can't say anything, right? So yeah. yep. from my point of view, it's just really fucking depressing because I've, you know, I remember Twitch when it was small and scrappy. And now Twitch is, it's, it's a big company. Oh yeah, it definitely is. It definitely it's is. Just a big I am not going to say who I talked to, but I talked to a couple of people that reached out to me that asked if I was going to TwitchCon EU, and I said no. I made the decision to stay home. And I, these were people like these were people that work with companies, like, and they had to go as part of their job. And and a non-zero number of them also said to me like, "That's smart. I I kind of wish I didn't have to go," <laughs> like. Mm. That's the that's the problem as well. Like it's not just the people that choose to go; it's the people that have to have to go as part of their job, and they just can't say no. Yeah, and like those people. I mean, yes, they're still free to wear a mask, but it only does so much if everybody else doesn't wear a mask, right? Yeah, I mean, it it, it and if if you go to a convention and you're the only person wearing a mask, it's not going to do you any good. It's only going to do nope. you good if like the majority of other people are wearing masks. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that this is just kind of a, a sad way to go about things, but it is what it is. Um, it, is it is what it is in the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I went to a, I just, I went to a big um, uh, event a week ago, and, and like, knock on wood, I also, no problem. So that that was also, like, it was also a gamble, and I took it, and I was aware that I, that I took it, because we were in a concert hall with, like, I don't know, 600, 700, 800 other people. I don't know how big that was in the end. And, uh, but nope, no, no, nothing, luckily. <laughs> I've, I've been going, I've been going to concerts, not super frequently, but I've, I've gone to a couple of concerts this year and I've got tickets for more. Every single concert I've gone to has sent like two to three emails before the show saying, if you're sick, stay home. If yeah, you're no, sick, stay home like and that. tell us you're sick and we'll refund your ticket. We don't mm, give refunds yeah. normally. If you're sick, sick, stay home. And like, that's amazing. Oh, that's that's cool, but nothing like, like that. They, also they don't no have any requirements. Like, like you can walk in there without a mask, with without mm. like any proof mm. of negative test. But yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. they're just saying, don't be that guy. <laughs> don't don't be the asshole yeah, that shows cool, up yeah. to the show. Yeah. Um, no, because absolutely. as sick as everybody is of hearing about <laughs> sick, uh, <laughs> of hearing about <laughs> this, I, you know, it it is still a very real issue for a lot of people. Um, it is, yeah. All, all, it, all you need is one person to show up just with a cough. Yeah. And then suddenly everybody in the room is sick. Yeah. Indeed. And regardless of how bad the symptoms are, you know, some people say, oh, it's mild. It's like, it's not always mild. <laughs> yeah, some people have people. just other th issues that make it so much more dangerous, right? That's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> 
In other news, Indonesia is blo- has blocked access to Steam, Epic Games, and Nintendo. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a... I never thought I would read an IGN article and take it seriously, but this is a, 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 a Southeast Asia IGN uh, article. Um, and it talks about how um, the, the Indonesian government has banned several major video game di- digital storefronts, uh, such as Steam and Epic Games, um, due to a law changing that requires uh, in, in Indonesia that requires online platforms and services to apply for a permit to continue operating in their country. And Steam, Epic Games, and Nintendo were all late to the punch to get their permits and are now blocked, which means people who play games in Indonesia are now blocked from their game libraries from through Nintendo, or at least accessing the storefronts um, through Nintendo, Epic Games, and Steam without the use of a VPN. <laughs> it's kind of the TLDR. I suppose it's, I suppose it's going to come back, though. Pro- I would assume so. If they get the permit, I, I'm sure they will try to get the permit, and then... And this yeah. also includes yeah. um, uh, Battle.net, Ubisoft, EA Games, EA Games, their uh, origin. Um, so EA Games' online store. Um, no, no mention of Microsoft here, so I wonder if you can get Game Pass in Indonesia still. Um, but, like... Yeah, this is this is just bizarre to me. Um, I think it's it's kind of scary in a way. Um, like I kind of feel bad for anybody who has large Steam libraries in Indonesia right now, but I I hope that this gets reverted quickly and sorted out. Yeah, but it's just kind of a a, a weird story a that weird, bubbled up recently. But like, I I I don't know like. The because it because it just says like what I've seen is just it says it requires a permit. I I don't know why it requires a permit, right? Because like for example like like to operate in the EU you have to like adhere to certain laws and that sort of stuff, right? And like like is it just something like that or is it like we're gonna do this and we're gonna make it like ridiculously expensive to keep like companies out of our country or something? Like I don't I don't I I don't feel like I can. I can judge this very much. Also, reading that article, it almost sounds like as if they knew beforehand and they just didn't do it on time. Yeah. Which is also kind of hilarious in a way. So before we started this podcast, I did a quick Google search on ComInfo, um, which Mm. is the Ministry of Communication and Information for Indonesia. Um, and I'm just going to read this straight off of Wikipedia. The Ministry of Communication and Information Te- and Technology is a ministry of the government of Indonesia that is responsible for communication of information affairs and internet censorship. Uh, the ministry reports mm. to the president led by a minister. So. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, okay. That's, that's a bit more of a dicier type of. And it, it it really situation then yeah yeah and like there there's game development studios a lot of them in Indonesia um, like there's there's a lot of QA studios and stuff over there um, so that that leads me yeah, to believe that dicey. there's probably more to this than this article and yeah maybe it's something that we'll mm-hmm. be able to check in on but you know if people are still able to access their stuff through a VPN that's good hopefully nobody gets yeah. in trouble for that um, something something China but yep <laughs> it's um. You know, yeah, it, it just kind of goes to show how, yeah, your Steam library is is, is non tangible in a way, right? Like it's it, if it just gets blocked, you just don't have it anymore. It's gone. Um, yeah, which is a bit spoopy. Um, and I hope we never ever like, you know, 
that never happens like to people on a broad scale like this like hopefully this gets resolved and they get their access back because it's a lot of money that people spend on that and they yeah. they have a right to access that stuff i mean i'm pretty sure that my steam library is my most valuable possession <laughs> which is it's definitely up there it's definitely up there yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe, maybe if i owned a house money. the house would win but <laughs> like, yeah yeah the house wins <laughs> the house wins or a car wins probably but well, actually, depends on if it's a junker or not. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think uh, uh, my my current Steam library is more is worth more than our current car. So <laughs> I don't know what that says about your Steam library or the car. So <laughs> um. we need a new car. We're waiting for it like th three more months. Then we have a new car. But We're waiting. Um, desperately, <laughs> I, I, I think it's time for us to uh, kind of wind this podcast down. Um, at which point I want to tease something and just say, uh, we got something cool coming for the next one. So you're going to want to listen to it. Yes. That's about it. This is definitely not the announcement of an announcement. No, we would never do that. I'm pretty sure we teased an announcement for an announcement on a arch play stuff stream. <laughs> a couple weeks. Well, oh, like, we oh, definitely did. did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't so we? we're an, we, we <laughs> yeah. teased on an announcement for an announcement. This is the announcement of the announcement. So, with kind of the podcast wrapping up and the announcement of the announcement aside, um, FG, who are you and where can people find you? Yeah, I'm FG. I go by FG Squared uh, in the long form, and that's that's how where you can find me over on Twitch and on Twitter. There's a there's a sneaky underscore between the FG and the Squared, and I'll be back again live on Monday morning. Hell yeah! And uh, Kiri? Yeah, I'm 2D Kiri, and that's how you can find me on Twitter. And I'm B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L, Blind IRL, and you can find me at Blind IRL on Twitch and Twitter. And this has been the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. If you want to get more episodes of this podcast, you can go to uh, halcyonfrequency.com or to a podcast player of your choice or the Halcyon Frequency YouTube channel. And if you would like to discuss the podcast, you can do that via our Discord server, which can be found through the website or through the description of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next Sunday for a new episode. So now's where we all say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank Bye. you. Goodbye. Bye.